This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So come with them on, come with their op- them off. And welcome to those joining us virtually on Facebook and Zoom. And we wanted to issue a special thank you to our guests this morning. We have uh, Julie Southwell. Ananda Yogi, Yogi G, thank you. Dave Watts. And Vicki Jacobs. They're going to be ministering to us this morning. And in a little bit, we're going to hear from Reverend Jane on foundational relational secret of awareness. But first, my name is Naomi Steele. I'm going to be our platform host this morning. And my palms are sweating a little less today than the first time. (laughs) Um, One of the reasons I feel so at home here is because of the overwhelming knowing of inclusivity, uh, particularly to my LGBTQ community. No matter how we identify or how we are oriented or who we love, we are welcome and we are invited. Also, no matter the color of our skin and no matter our religious practice, no matter if we walk on one leg or four, everyone is welcome and everything in between. (laughs) Uh, So with that, let's go into our mission statement. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. And now it's time for chance. Yes.
put our hands together now. And all that I am, I offer at the altar of love. Everybody, yes. All that I am, I offer at the altar of love. And all that I am, I offer at the altar of love. All that I am. Big exhale. A friend of mine says, free the exhale. And I felt that. We get Claire next for celebrations. Before the celebrations, I have a little story or something I was reflecting on that I want to share. Because you know what? You give this girl a microphone and I'm just going to say all kinds of stuff. Watch out. Um... But yesterday I was thinking about, I just want to ask you all, why are you here? And I don't, and I started reflecting, and I was thinking about this yesterday, and it came up for some reason because I happened to see a post, um, I think that you shared, Jane, about Lisa and Derek, who are having a little um, situation with their, um, the home that they've been renting, and their landlord had said that they could purchase it, and now he's saying no, that he wants to sell it for a higher price, and, and I don't know all the details of the story and, and dealing with that. And then I saw Cheryl Mobley on, and she, who was a dear uh, member of ours for many years, she's now moved to Mesa, Arizona, and she was posting. She's made this brave, courageous jump to, to go move to Mesa, Arizona, and had showed up at the apartment that she was getting ready to sign the lease on, and they said, oh, no, you need to make this amount of money. You don't qualify. And so she's feeling just this, you know, just those situations where the rug's just torn out from under you. And, but I felt so, so empowered to show up in a way that wasn't like, well, screw that landlord, you know, what a jerk, but to say, 
you know what? I just see beautiful things continuing to happen. And either if this doesn't work out, something more beautiful and more perfect will work out for Derek and Lisa. And same thing with Cheryl. You don't make that amount of money yet, but that's today. Maybe tomorrow you will. And maybe you qualify. And again, maybe it's because there's... And to think about things in that perspective rather than go into that, oh, wow, I'm so sorry for you, and just that just really sucks, and man, I can't believe that, and, and go into that mindset. And so it made me think about... Cause I, I, because of coming to Unity weekly... I, I practice that, and we hear that from Jane and, and our other guest speakers. We're hearing that all the time, and it's just so becomes ingrained. You know, if you don't practice it, you don't, you don't use it. Um, and I just wanted to share that. And, you know, when I ask myself the question, why do I go, why am I here Sunday mornings? Like, I could be on mountain bike riding or on a beautiful paddleboard. It's not like it's not an amazing day out here in Bend, or I've got laundry to do and stuff to clean at home, right? But... But I'm here, and I can't even put into words why. You know, how do, we, how do us little peon humans describe that in words? We're always looking how, you know, wait, why? I want to know the why, and I want to understand. It's like, it just is. It just feels beautiful here. And the, the, thing, the other quick story I want to share is, you know, the first time we came to Unity, Jane had invited Kevin, and Kevin said, I think we should go. And so we went the first couple times and enjoyed it. But I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's my place, and, and I'm just not feeling it. The third Sunday came around. Kevin had gone mo- motorcycle riding, and I woke up, and I said, I'm going to Unity. And I don't know why. I don't know what, but something just said, this is where you, and I walked in the door and just said, this is where I need to be every Sunday. This is, this is where I just feel I get my cup filled up, you know, and, and my inspiration, so... I just wanted to share that so that you guys can reflect on, you know, why are you here? What, what brings you here every Sunday? So, yeah. and, it, and you can't. It's just an emotion. It's just a feeling. It's just that spirit rising in us. So, okay, a couple celebrations. Well, Jane, you, why don't you celebrate? Because you're right here. She posted this on Facebook, but she can share. Well, I'm, I was celebrating that I got to go to Ananda's concert last night, and those folks, that, there were a few more besides the ones that were here, but it was so, it filled my heart so much, and I got to do that with Jeff, and he has a beautiful voice, and I got to see, hear it because he was sitting beside me for a change instead of, and I just love Ananda's music and the spirit, and I'm celebrating that. And also Donna Wolf, who, she opened her home, and it was so perfect for that. So um, there, there's another concert that he's going to be doing here August 29th and make sure that you put that on your calendar because it's amazing. You'll see today. Okay. And I know Jocelyn Elsnor, who's watching online, was celebrating. She just had um, some medical. I know her husband had surgery and they've been having some medical things. But So her older sister flew out to help with family stuff and she just got to have a beautiful extended reconnection visit with her sister and connect as mothers and connect as wives and and sisters again. So she was just celebrating that, which is always a beautiful thing. All right. And who else has a celebration here? I know we have, I know we have at least one. Uh, Hi, I'm Katie. For anyone who doesn't know me, I'm Tamara's daughter. Um, (laughs) 
Um, I guess I have like two things. So I just graduated from the University of Oregon with a double bachelor's. Um, and then I also wanted to take this time to say thank you. So I, I, I'm about to move to New Orleans, Louisiana for Social Justice Corp. Um, working for uh, helping immigrants and refugees um, find housing. And I know, uh, thank you, Jane, for posting about it. And thank you, everyone, who's been donating. Thank you. So excited for you. You've got to keep, keep us posted. I'm sure your mom will keep us posted. Because, yeah, she's so shy and, t- and not talkative. So we'll have to pry it out of Tamara. Okay, who else has a celebration? So the bad news is that it's 100 degrees and smoky down in Ashland where Al is, but the good news is he's going to be coming back with some really amazing peaches. When you're a chef, you travel to smoke and fire to get peaches and nettles and all these amazing things that we are used to down there. Um, I just want to celebrate Claire because... Not only does she show up and, and does this amazing thing with the celebrations, I'm, 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 if I was a producer, I'd put you on television, but um, also that she's thinking the way that she's thinking in between Sundays and that she shows up every week the way that she does. All right, and Laurel. You gotta make sure the okay. Hello. I'm Laurel, and I'm celebrating a really big life change that I just made. (laughs) Sorry, I'm kind of emotional about it. Um, And I set some intentions, including celebrating that. So that's why I'm making myself do this. (laughs) But um, I set all these intentions, and I trusted that everything would work out. And amazing, beautiful things are manifesting. And it's just that proof that when you um, make a hard change with an open heart, that good things come. And um, being with community like this makes a big difference. Yay, beautiful. Thank you for sharing, Laurel. Mm-hmm. This is a very much a safe place to share that kind of stuff. Dave, I love it because Dave always has something to celebrate. I love this man's heart. I might be passing the mic on this one. Grace, I'm celebrating you. Do you want to tell her, to everybody what you got on your internship? Or do you want me to? Do you want to talk about your internship? I'm very proud of her. She is one of two students in this area that just got a paid internship with uh, Deschutes County Public Health. And like Catherine here, she's all about social justice and mental wellness, and she works on the youth line, and she does like three other jobs, and I'm just really proud of you, and I love my daughter, so that's for you, Grace. We are all proud of you, Grace. You are an amazing young woman, and I love the beautiful energy that you share with others and and want to share with your peers as well. So, yeah. Who else has a son? Charlotte! Yay! Um, I'm celebrating that three weeks ago my horse Chester was got colic and was very, very ill and almost died, almost lost him, and he had surgery, and he's just doing really, really well right now. Yeah. Oh, glad to hear that. 
Her horses are her babies. So, yes, beautiful. Anyone else? Russell. Okay, we got a couple more. Two more. Hi, uh, I'm celebrating that I had a really nice vacation. My mom and brother came to visit, and we got an RV and spent a week out on the coast, and it was pretty nice. So, yeah, that's all. Was that your first time renting an RV like that? Yeah. Was it was an adventure? He said that was an adventure. Would you do it again? Maybe. All right. So if you have thought about renting an RV and aren't sure, Russell, you may want to talk to him and get, get a few, get some pointers. I love my RV. My RV's name is Stella. She's amazing. She's life, changed my life and Kevin's life too. Okay. Claire. Hello. I'm Naomi. I'm celebrating being with like-minded people. And that's why I'm here because there's power in numbers. When we're apart from one another, we are together in prayer. We're together in energy, but there's a power of being together under one roof. And so I'm so delighted that this place is here, that I live close enough that I can come. And thank you for being here. That is huge, huge. I never got to, I did not grow up going to church. This is the first church I've, church I've ever been a member of. And Man, yeah, you can do all of your solo stuff, right? But you come into a building with other people with that energy. It's a whole different level. So thank you all for letting me have the mic for a while this morning. (laughs) And back to you, Naomi. I need another one. Um, We're going to take a few minutes of discussing with your neighbor. Um, What we want to do is uh, take about 70 seconds each and share first why you're here. And uh, in keeping with the topic that Jane's going to be sharing about, we also want to share about um, something from your life that had impacted your ability to be present in a relationship that you became aware of. So think on that. Connect with your neighbor. Ah, first, first share why you're here, and then share with your neighbor something in life that impacted your ability to be present in relationship that you then became aware of. And preferably with somebody you don't live with. Someone you don't live with.
aware that I am here. I am aware that you are here. I am aware that we are here. What happens in the I am can be miles apart from the where you are at times. This creates a we are that can be combative, resistant, and nasty. As we step back from the we are, we can begin to see each of us in the divine light that is our truth. The question is, are we courageous enough and outside our ego enough to take that step back? We can become complacent, even addicted to the finger-pointing shaming, blaming, naming self. It can sound like idiot, jerk, stupid, ugly, moron. And we know that when pointing a finger, there are three fingers pointing back at us. So we can use this awareness to wrap ourselves around defining what love really is for us. An awareness, a deep awareness of the beauty that we all are. A yearning for that deep connection that binds us and reminds us that we are connected to source and source always wants the best for us. As I reach for my own star, and you reach for yours, can we create a constellation of togetherness where awareness is our navigation system and we are always on course, aligned for greatness in the I, the you, and the we. I am aware that that is what I choose. May it be so for all. bravery and creating something on a weekly basis for us. It's a wonderful creative challenge. So let's move into a place of prayer. And fresh from this discussion about awareness and relationships, let's, let's pray first that we may be aware that whatever Whatever blocks us, whatever ego chunks are in front of our eyes that prevent us from seeing what truly is, that they may just fade from our consciousness. That whether, whether it takes a blinding light or just a gentle tap on the shoulder, we are open We are open to being more aware. And we claim that we remember that awareness is who we are. We are the divine expressing in this world, creating in this world. And so awareness is built in if only we pay attention 
to who we are. And we hold in prayer all of those, the ones that are part of our community and the ones that we don't know who are looking for a home. Those who are are feeling scared right now, who don't know how they will find the money or the place or whatever the resources are they think that they need that they don't have. We claim that they are the divine expressing in this world and they come fully wired with everything they need. And we claim that they remember that now. And even if they are in a place on their journey where they cannot remember yet, we hold them up and remember for them. Because that is what we do as a praying community. We hold others up And we know that when we are in our time of need and fear, others will hold us up. And we see a world where everyone has a home. Even though we don't know how to make that happen, we claim that that is a possibility. That is the highest possibility. And that's what we are here for, to hold those possibilities that shimmer with divine light and bring that heaven of knowing to earth. We hold those who are mourning right now, those who have lost a child or a grandchild or a husband or a parent or a sibling or a friend. We hold them in our hearts. We know what this feels like to be in grief. And we accompany them with our hearts. And we claim that they at least may not feel alone, that they may feel energetically as we reach across the ethers to them, that they be surrounded in the physical, with people who love them well, who don't try to fix them or make the grief go away, but just accompany them on this earth walk where living and dying are both apart. And we hold all of those who are making brave steps into the unknown, who are following dreams, who are refusing to put up with something that is intolerable, who are betting on themselves, whether they know or they don't know how they are expressions of the divine, we claim that they bet on themselves and they find the bravery they need, and we celebrate them. And for all the prayers that are in our hearts, for all the prayers that we write on our online claim forms and put out for the community to hold together, for all of that, we know that we are a praying community And we are grateful for that support 
and for the gift of being able to offer that support to others. Let's just take that into song. say our affirmation together. Love is our ultimate reality, everywhere, present and whole. It radiates abundantly and continually creates good in my life and in the world. As we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, We see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer, healed and illumined by love, and so it is. And now Ananda is going to lead us in a meditation, and then we'll move from the meditation right into some more songs. So just move into your heart and receive. Oh, And this is Allie, who is Ananda's partner, and she's the reason we got him here. So first, let's give her a round of applause for that. (laughs) And Allie is a beautiful interpretive dancer, and so she's going to grace us with some movement. Thank you.
come and they go, changing over time. The leaves will grow and fall. The cycles of life, but you.
Thank you so much. That just filled my heart. So we've been talking about relationships for a number of weeks, and this is especially our primary relationship, but it also extends to any relationship that we have. And we've talked about the importance of commitment first, but commitment to ourselves. We always think it's commitment to somebody else, and when we're not committed to ourselves, things fall apart. So that's the first leg of the triangle or the stool, however you think about that. The second one is freedom, and we talked about the importance of giving our partners freedom giving the people in our lives that we're in relationship freedom to be who they are and to make their own choices without penalizing them by withdrawing love. And today is the third leg, and that is awareness. And we have to be aware of who we are being in our relationships. We have to be aware of the stories that we are telling to ourselves about the other Have you ever made an assumption about your partner? That look on their face, you know what that means, right? (laughs) Or they did this thing, and whatever it was they did, they did it because, and you filled in the blank for them. Why would you have to ask them? Because you know, duh. You look at them, anybody who did that would be doing it because of fill in the blank. Haven't we all done that at some point? This is like an AA, raise your hand. (laughs) We've all done it. (laughs) And because it's just so human, we are storytelling creatures. And we love to make up stories. And we hate the zone of the unknown. We feel completely out of control in the unknown. And so we make up a story. And then we feel right. We feel in control. We know what's going on. We're miserable because we always make up stories that make us feel miserable, right? I don't know why we do that. I'm sure there's a psychological answer, but I, I do know that we do it. So if we want to be present with a partner or anybody else, it behooves us to be aware of what we're thinking and the stories that we're telling ourselves. And it's a fabulous idea to check them out. Check out those stories. Or before we even make them, just ask, huh, I noticed you did whatever. I'm wondering what that's about for you. Or maybe you can share with them, I noticed you did that, and I just got a pit in my stomach as soon as you did it. 
And if I'm honest with myself, I realize that's because my father always did that, and next came whatever came next. And so when you did that, I got scared, thinking that that whole story was going to play out. This takes practice, like Claire was talking about. You don't automatically fill in the blank with that. That takes practice of catching yourself in the act of reacting and then asking yourself, why am I getting so upset about this? And going past the aisle where it's like, well, anybody would be upset about that. Well, they might be. But they, if they are, they would be upset for their own reasons. I am always upset because of something inside of me, which is a story that I am telling. It's an old story. It's a familiar story. I don't even have to examine it. I know it so well. But it's not a true story. It's not truth. And if we want a relationship that is truly loving, we have to stand in truth. And we have to become aware. And awareness isn't easy. I remember, I mean, even in simple things. I remember one time my former husband said to me, you say like all the time. And I was, I was speaking on a regular basis at that point. And I said, no, I don't. I mean, I was so closed to the possibility that he could know anything about me. <laughs> now, we all know, we all know everything about our partners, right? We, we can see them so clearly, what they do, what they need to do. And, but I couldn't imagine that he could see that about me. And so then I went, I think it was probably in the same week, I went to my Toastmasters meeting, and the way that that program is set up when you give a talk, then there's someone who is assigned to be your evaluator, and they're supposed to give you something to improve upon as well as tell you what you did well. So that evaluator comes up, and in the could improve upon says, you say like all the time. Luckily for me, I thought people in Toastmasters knew something unlike my husband. <laughs> and I began to pay attention to it. And as I brought the light of awareness to it, I realized I would pepper my sentences with the word like. Three or four likes in one single sentence. You know, like every time you like want to do something, like you're thinking like what... That's how I was talking. And as soon as I realized that, I was like, oh my God, that's terrible. And, but that was the light of awareness allowed me to begin to change it. Which is why awareness is so beautiful. Now that example is kind of silly. There's no harm done. It's, I mean, it's really annoying to the person who's listening in my opinion, <laughs> but, but no harm is done. But in our relationships, there are other things that we do that cause great harm, and we need to be aware of them. 
Yesterday, I was making soap with my nine-year-old grandson, and we had this kit, and we're following the directions to make the soap. And we've got one bar that's, okay, we made this bar. And now he's got a toothpick or something, and he's, he's digging a hole in the middle of this soap. And I'm, I'm horrified, okay? And then that's not enough. He has another one that is setting, and he's sticking a rubber band in that. And, and I'm getting all worked up about this. And, he said, and I said something. I don't remember what I said, but it was in the stop it category. And, and he said, Gigi, why did not you let me just be creative? And by the grace of the divine, I didn't mouth off with something parental. I actually asked myself that question. Why couldn't I just let him be creative? And I realized, oh, there I am again. That's my thing about following rules. It's just how I'm wired, and I have to follow rules. Unless I think they're stupid. And then, then I'm just into my right thing. I'm right, because that's a stupid rule. Who made that? But if I think it's, it's not a stupid rule, then I have to follow it. And so... Just being aware of that gave me the freedom to actually say, I'm sorry, and let him make a hole in the damn soap. Who cares? <laughs> you know, it just, it really doesn't matter. But think about how many times with our children or with other people in our lives, we, we have got to be in control, and we don't even know why, because we did not bring the light of awareness to it. It's so important to take a minute and just ask ourselves, why are our knickers in a knot over this? Because there's always a reason. I was reflecting recently about how I was raised. I was raised in the Catholic tradition. And I can remember, I was not actually seven yet, almost, but not yet, when I made my first confession, which was a prerequisite before you could get your first communion. And in order to make your first confession, you had to come up with all the sins of your past life. Take that in for a minute. Not quite seven. All the sins of my past life. Now, we know in unity that what we focus on expands. So what was I focusing on? I mean, my list was, I sat down and I made a list because I'm that kind of girl. And I had, you know, lying how many times and smacked my brother. And, you know, the things little kids do that... You know, by seven, actually, you even know you probably shouldn't do. But, but I was focusing on what was wrong. And so what I realized this last week as I thought about that was that set me up for a life of noticing what is wrong, especially what's wrong with me. But I have to say... I can notice what's wrong with you, too. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm a nice enough person that I'm not going to focus that. I'm going to put more energy on what's wrong with me. But, but it's just a setup. What if instead I had been raised, or if you still have children, or if we create a world where, where this becomes possible? What if we were raised with, hey, what did you do today that you're really proud of? Did anybody ever ask you that question? Even ever? Have you ever asked yourself that at the end of the day when you're doing gratitudes or you're just getting ready for bed? Do you ever ask yourself, what, where do I really need to pat myself on the shoulder today? What would our world be like if we did that? And see, this is the power of awareness. Because if you recognize that you don't do that, that you're looking for what's wrong, chances are you're looking for it in your partner or your kids or your parents or whoever it is. And I bet you're finding it. (laughs) I mean, that's just how it works, right? What if you switched the frame? One of the things that my former husband and I did that was really fun was we brought the light of awareness to different aspects of our personalities. The ones that were generally troublemakers, like the controlling ones. He had one we called Clyde. Clyde had to do everything. He was in charge and get the hell out of the way if you're not doing it the way he wants it. This one was so much a part of his personality that as we played with it, the people that worked for him were teasing that they ought to get him one of those hats that said Clyde on it. And they called him Clyde to his face. But it was okay because it was fun. I had my own controlling personality, Cynthia. And when Cynthia and Clyde got together, oh, putting the Christmas tree up together. <laughs> I mean, here's two that both know the one and only right way to do it. <laughs> Not the same one, right? Or there was, I had this other one called Lily, and Lily is the one that just can never do anything right. And is very insecure. And when Clyde and Lily got together, so we're, we were wallpapering one time, which I had not done before. Clyde, of course, knew how to do it, and he knew the only right way to do it. And Lily is Lily's trying really hard, but but she's she's just not cutting it. But because we played with this, we had named them. We made it theater instead of criminal action. <laughs> He could say to me, Lily? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that thing again. And as soon as you become aware of it, you don't have to keep doing it. Or you can keep doing it, but now it's really theater. So it's a way to bring mercy and awareness into our relationships. Because trust me, we all have these parts. We all have them. I loved Claire's question today about why are we here. I'm, 
I'm so curious, just the conversation with Naomi and myself, it was so rich, and, and I, want, I want to hear from everybody, what did you say, what did you say, what did you say? And, and I know that there are a variety of answers, but it's so important to bring awareness to what we are doing. The last subject I want to mention before I end is, is our dreams, Are we standing up for our dreams? Are we paying attention to our discontent? Because if we are not, if we're not going for those dreams, if we have told ourselves some story about how it's not possible because I'm not a candidate, because whatever the stories are, we've all had stories for why we've sold out on our dreams. I guarantee you if we have done that, we will blame someone else. And if we're in a partnered relationship, that partner is the most likely candidate to take the heat. I'm not doing it because you're controlling or I have to take care of the kids or whatever it is. But it's not the other person's fault. It's our own unwillingness to get right in front of our dream and say, okay, I don't know how to make this happen, but I'm going to. Katie and Gay Hendricks are people that I studied with. They are masters in relationship, and they're just this wildly creative couple. And she tells the story of how she found herself getting very resentful of Gay because he would be off in his office and he's writing books and doing all this stuff every morning and she's got the dishes to do and emails to answer and all of this stuff around the house and how come he's not helping with that? He, he gets to go off and be creative. And finally she took a look at that and she realized, oh, I'm the one that's making a higher commitment to the dishes than I am to my own creativity. What if I went in my office and wrote my poetry or whatever it was that was her creative thing? And so she did that. And they just decided, eh, the dishes can get done later in the day. This is our creative time. And she did that too, instead of blaming him. But if you're not in touch with where you're feeling discontent, you may not even be aware of what your dream is. And then once you're aware of your dream, you have to be aware of the stories you tell yourself of why you can't have that dream. Or what are the habits that are getting in the way of having that dream? So... Awareness is a light. We are the light. And we can bring that light more fully out. And we can have a world in our own little sphere that's just sparkling, where we get to live in love, where we get to follow our dreams. Awareness is our friend. So let's take a minute and just let that soak in, and then we'll go into song.
certainty, clarity, unity will we be? Decisions that could change so much of this life as it was. A new chapter is born, pages yet to be seen. My breaths grow deeper these days, love and gratitude are all that stays, yeah. Season of change, yeah. Deep within my soul, the winds carry me forth to this place I've known long before. Who am I now? And who will I become? Yeah. Oh, there's so much to this life.
Thank you again. And I'm sorry, will you remind me your name? Allie. Allie. And Allie was sharing with us up here. Um, I was reminded, we know when we show up like we are to show up, when we step into the fullness and the richness of who we are, it's not that we're inspiring other people to be someone they're not. It's that we're giving them permission to be who they are. And when Allie was sharing with us, I've just covered in chills. I am, I received that permission and I received that gift to be who I am. And who else had visions of themselves at home dancing? Claire did not wait until she got home. She was dancing while she was here. <laughs> and I just thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> um, I know, right? <laughs> uh, we're going to move into our giving. And um, when, we, when we consider giving and we think about giving, I want to revisit how has giving showed up in our life? What has been our relationship to giving? What has been our relationship to money that has impacted us showing up and being present? And it isn't about giving. It's about flowing. When we flow from an abundance, when we flow from a wealth, then that opens the floodgates for receiving. I've experienced this in my life. I'm sure many of us have experienced that. And that's where we get to participate in our community to fund this safe space inside to fund this safe space outside. I got here early enough to walk the labyrinth this morning and it just set my whole week. <laughs> it just cemented my whole week. So our, uh, our ushers are going to go around with baskets for everyone to give as you're able, to give as you're not able. And then also um, you can give, there's going to be a link on the video to text. Everyone can see that text message. Um, you just text a dollar amount. That's actually how the only way I give. <laughs> I don't write checks. I don't carry cash. That's how I give. So um, with that, we're going to... Who wants to dance? <laughs> Allie does. Where I got you to go. I got gratitude in my heart. I got gratitude in my soul. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. I just want to say thank you for it all. Thank you for it all. That's That's two more time. I got gratitude in my heart. I got gratitude in my soul. I just wanna say thank you.
All right, with that, we're going to give our blessing from the love of pure spirit within us. We bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. Thank you. And we are going to close with, um, well, not close yet, but announcements. Time for announcements. Um, August 29th, here at Unity, we get more. <laughs> we get more. Um, we're going to have an Anandi, Ananda Yogi G concert. And uh, thank you. There's going to be information on our website and on the live stream page. Any other announcements? I think that's it. Okay. And um, at the end of service, we want to invite our prayer chaplains up. If you need prayer or you just need someone to hold space for you, connect with you, support you, come on up and someone will be here physically to engage with you. I think that's it. Oh, new people. It's on my list. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Two things. If today is your first time, you don't have to stand up. Raise your hand so we can welcome you. First time. Okay. Right here. And here. Wonderful. Who else is there first time? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Would any, are any of you, do you, would any of you like to share where you came from, what brought you here, a burning desire on your heart? <laughs> and we do have gifts for you, and if you are new here, and this isn't your first time, but you have not received a gift, can you raise your hand for me? Wonderful, wonderful. Do we need to keep our hands up? Are we going to... For gifts? Oh, we have packets. Oh, okay. We have a gift for you. We have a gift for you. Yes. We're kind of remembering. Oh, yeah, we used to do that. Yes. We used to welcome our guests. <laughs> Okay, I think I got everything. Here we go. Everyone who has not received a gift from us, um, whether this is your first time or your 10th time, keep your hands up so Claire can find you. Yes. Claire's getting her workout. We're going to refill. All right. Well, with that, go forth, be blessed, be a blessing. Oh, prayer protection. Sit down. <laughs> I have dogs. Sorry. I don't have children. Um, 
prayer of protection. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God unfolds 